At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good morning and welcome in. It is a numbers game here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Topel filling in for Gil Alexander today. And we have a good one for you. Pretty much the last day of the NBA Summer League. You know, a lot of things have yet to be set, but a ton of teams playing their final game. So we'll have details on that as the standings are getting pretty interesting. And again, odds to win this thing are still up and you have some unique scenarios. Two guests today. Drew Dinsick is going to be with us, analyst for NBC Sports. Uh, of course, Wimbledon. What's up? Okay, all right, Drew Densick's going to be with us today in 30 minutes. And then, of course, at the end of the show, Daniel Ovari, who is uh, in studio with us, who uh, is hanging around Las Vegas because it is WNBA All-Star Weekend. Kelly Bidlin is alongside. That's what the What's Up was for. I got a crazy hand signal. Uh, and, of course, Sean alongside. What's, what, did I do something wrong? I think it's a, it's a, it's a hard maybe on Daniel. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, she was on the thing, so yeah, I apologize. Yeah. I, I got Ron Burgundy. Uh, all right, so I open up with a question for... Actually, the people downstairs, if they so choose, uh, Kelly and Sean, does anybody have a nut allergy? No. That I should be aware of. All right, because. Oh, yeah. I forgot to ask you why you were bringing, why you I had brought you guys banana bread. Hands. Hey, what a guy. It's banana, what a guy. It's, it's, a, it's banana walnut bread with some <laughs> chocolate chips in it. Huh? It's a full thing of it. Untouched. It's been sealed. Who do we have to thank for this? Uh, my wife. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> We had Jimmy some. Tried to act like he made it. We had some extra banana bread, or some extra bananas lying around, and so you know, we decided, hey, look, let's make some banana bread. You guys have it's been fun like hanging it. out for the week. Yeah. So tightly sealed, hasn't been touched. So this is for you guys. So if you want to come up and grab some, we'll bring some downstairs. If you guys want some again, I I stress there are walnuts in it. So if you have a nut allergy, please don't. I won't be held liable. Although we now have many witnesses that I have informed you that there are walnuts. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. In case anybody sues you after. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, what a uh, guy. The story of every old banana. Make it into banana. Pretty much. Well, this is like I walked. I, I walked in the other day because my wife's actually not like she likes to bake, but she doesn't do it often. And so she went to the store and I saw like an unopened bag of chocolate chips. I'm like, all right, what are we doing? Like, what is this? You never buy these things. What's happening? And she's like, we've got some bananas. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Because the bananas, you'll, you know, I have kids. So there's thoughts of things you go through as a, like, as a parent. Berries are one of them. Kids love berries. Bananas as well. Like fruit in general, kids absolutely love. And it's like the healthy alternative to candy. Nature's candy. Sure. Uh, so, you know, sometimes you buy bananas, then you double up because you don't realize you have bananas. And then, you know, banana bread. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would guess I throw out roughly uh because I don't bake banana bread. So I, I would guess I throw out roughly 22 bananas a year. 
Okay, that's I'm that kinda, guy. Yeah. Real. Oh, that's that's kind of a low number. That's pretty good. It's like you know, two bananas a month. Yeah, yeah just but like, a little you know, less. You buy a bunch, and then you know, a bunch, a bunch yeah. of of bananas, and then there's that one that you're like, oh, I never got to that one. Sorry. So really quick, two things. Uh, first off, do you just eat bananas? Do you go like I like to go banana? Uh, I like to go peanut butter banana toast with a little drizzle of honey on it in the mornings. Well, that's, pretty good. That's fancy, right um, there. Yeah, really good. <laughs> um, also, the other question is, how do you open your banana? Because I was told, and I think I've even had this conversation with Matt Brown, oh yeah, you're yep. supposed to actually open it from the bottom, or what we perceive to be the bottom. You know what? This is one I, I've come around on. I can't remember if we... Yeah, but was this a discussion we Adam Candy does Brown? it, you know, who used to work with us. That's what it was. Yep. It was an Adam Candy thing. Yep. I think you're right. Yeah, so it was... I remember the first time I ever saw that, my mind was blown when someone literally flipped around a banana and then peeled it from the bottom. Uh, I've... I still peel it from the top, JVT, but I don't judge anybody who wants to do it either way because they both work pretty easily. There, there are times when I'm struggling with the top, and I'm like, I, I want to convert, but also I'm so headstrong because I called Adam a fool for doing it. <laughs> like, even, in the, even in the privacy of my own home, I'm like, I won't let him win. I'm never going to do it. That's great. <laughs> so I refuse. I absolutely refuse. So I just get mushy banana on the top because I'm struggling to open the whole thing. All right, speaking of struggling, uh, I think there might be a lot of people struggling to understand what's happening with the NBA Summer League because we got a lot going on here uh, as we are getting down to the final day of, do we call it? We'll call it the regular season for yeah. the NBA Summer yeah. League. Um, and I thought this is worth talking about because, of course, you can still bet on this. There are futures available, and we have an interesting, we'll call final day of action with uh, quite a few teams who are going to play their fourth game and decide what some of these playoff standings are. Now, we have two playoff seeds already locked up in the NBA Summer League playoffs. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Houston Rockets, clinching 4-0 records, are going to go to the NBA Summer League tournament. Uh, again, it's only four teams. And then, of course, you play for the right to win the NBA Summer League championship, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we do have, of course, that uh, the Jazz, this is one team that controls their own destiny. Jazz win later today against the Phoenix Suns. Seems like a good opportunity for, you, for Utah to do it because, of course, the Suns have not been a very good Summer League team throughout this entire process. If the Utah Jazz win, they will clinch one of the four seeds as well. Having said that, you get a little chaotic, one, with the fourth seed, and two, with a scenario in which the Utah Jazz lose. Because if the Utah Jazz lose, they are all but eliminated because at the very least, they'll get, they'll, they will fall behind the Brooklyn Nets, and if they lose by enough, they'll fall behind the Portland Trailblazers, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot that can happen here. And for reference, at least in terms of probability, Utah is a five-point favorite over the Phoenix Suns later today, so have a decent chance at being able to win and get in here. So we were talking about this um, scenario. Yeah, real quick, though, JVT, I'm not even considering that plus 450. Like, I'd rather just bet them after I know they're in. Oh, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, Like, yeah, there's yeah, still yeah. a chance they don't make it. I don't care. They're five-point favorites. Dude. Like, that plus 450 number seems way too short. Oh, right, right. I, I would agree with that. There's too much that can happen. And, like, when, uh, I, when I wrote about the Summer League preview, and this is going to transpire, uh, one of the lines I put in there you're going to bet on a team that's going to finish three and one and they're not going to make it in. And like, there's that real scenario that that could happen. And lo that looks very much like the case. So for anybody who's wondering and looking at this or looking around, because if you went to go look at the summer league odds, uh, there are a bunch of teams that were off the board. Like it's been whittled down quite a bit and you'll see teams like the Pelicans or the Hawks who are three and one, but off the board. And you're wondering, well, why is that? Because those teams are essentially locked into outside of the top four. Because one of the tiebreakers outside of record is 
the uh, point differential. So if you look at the point differential for the Pelicans, they played all four of their games. They're plus 2.3. They cannot get better than the Portland Trailblazers, who are plus 6.3 and out of the picture right now. They cannot make it in mathematically. There's no way to improve your point differential. There's no way to improve your record. So you are out. It is the same thing with a team like the Hawks, who are 3-1, and one, but their point differential is only two. So they're not going to get better than the Pelicans, who are already not getting better. You can kind of explain it that way. So if you're looking at teams that, like the Pelicans and Hawks wondering why they're off the board, that is the case. You're only playing four games. They cannot improve their standing. There's no way they're making it back in. So you do have this glut of teams as it stands right now that are two and one and theoretically have a shot at getting in if they win by enough and win by margin to get that fourth seed. That would be the Miami Heat, the Indiana Pacers, the Los Angeles Lakers, the San Antonio Spurs, Los Angeles Clippers, Oklahoma City Thunder, Detroit Pistons, Dallas Mavericks. Those are the teams that are still alive and can make their way in with enough of a beatdown in terms of improving their point differential. The trick, too, is, Kelly, if you don't really – what are you looking for here? Like, they're not going to – I don't know if teams are really shooting for a summer league playoff. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, so like, if you're you're getting into a scenario where, like, if the Mavericks playing later today, like, I don't think they're going in and going, all right, guys, let's win by 20 so we can get into the playoffs. Like, that's – I think you need to keep that in mind. Like, it's it's just like us when we bet that game the other day. The other thing you need to keep in mind with games, like, don't expect – like, this is going to be the NBA playoffs where fouling is going to occur at the end of games like it should. Yeah. Like, there's all that to keep in mind. Yeah. The, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get a team that's like, all right, guys, remember, we don't have to win. We have to win by 19. Like, right. I, it's this is still very much a, a a sort of exhibition exhibition time of year. So, it's more about what, getting players certain amount of minutes, certain amount of shots, all that kind of stuff is most important. So, yes, just keep all that in mind before you got, yeah, dive heavily into betting the Summer League right now. And two of the games today, by the way, will feature two two-and-one teams going at it. So, they will theoretically eliminate one another. Okay. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are going to play the Indiana Pacers. The San Antonio Spurs are going to play the Detroit Pistons. So, those are four teams, all two-and-one, looking to improve to three-and-one and get in there. You see, you know, the point spreads here. Pistons are a two-point favorite, total 185. By the way, it's so funny how – We'll call them the power ratings, how the power ratings have shifted around for some of these teams. You know, the Pistons, for example, one of the higher power rated teams, as were the San Antonio Spurs. But Jaden Ivey, James Wiseman, uh, Jalen Duran, they're done for the rest of the summer league. Still two-point favorites over the San Antonio Spurs, who, you know, looks pretty good in Utah and in California. Yes, they don't have Victor Wembanyama anymore, uh, but somewhat surprised that the market is still where they're at with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, but the Pistons and the Spurs, that is a game that is going to pit two two-and-one teams against one another. And as I mentioned, Dallas Mavericks, Indiana Pacers, that's going to be a pretty good one. Mavericks are a very intriguing team uh, because they have – a summer league MVP candidate on their, on their roster that has played very well with the Dallas Mavericks in this game too. Uh, today, we're looking at a two and a half point underdog to the Indiana Pacers with a total of 180. that power rating. That's why I mentioned the funniness of the power rating power rating for Indiana seems to have carried through a little bit, despite losing Andrew Nemhard, uh, Benedict Matherin and others. Uh, but overall right now, two and a half, one seventy nine and a half. Did I hit you with something that like sparked a memory? Yeah, that's I was, no, I was, I was trying to make sure who was in and out for the Pacers. Yeah. Because um, I actually think they would be one of the more interesting bets on the board to me. So, and really, really quickly, 90 seconds on that. So, we were talking about this. Theoretically, so like one of the teams that is still alive, obviously, the Portland Trailblazers. They do not control their own destiny, but they are 70 to 1 right. to win this thing. And if you're going to take a, a flyer on Portland at 70 to 1 to win this entire NBA Summer League, essentially what you're saying here is, is that. Portland is going to, like, Utah has to lose. 
for them to, you know, kind of, and they have to have their point differential decrease by a certain amount to leap over Portland. And you need the rest of these other results to fall your way. You need, obviously, these two and one teams to lose. The two and one teams that are playing non two and one teams, you very much need them to lose. Uh, so you don't have to worry about point differential. It's essentially, I think it's like, what are we thinking? Like a four or five game parlay that you want to get in here. So, right. you know, it's, it's a different way to look at it. But our guys, the Portland Trailblazers, are still alive. Also, Kelly, you want to gripe about it one more time? They would be undefeated <laughs> if you didn't throw up a lob at the end of the first game against the Houston Rockets. But that's neither uh, here nor there. I mean, yeah, they, the, the Rockets and Blazers would literally flip spots right now. Yep. Blazers would be in, and the Rockets would be battling today to try to get in. Correct. And, and the other part, too, because the Rockets are, you know, they're plus 300. Cam Whitmore, we got to talk about him at some point, too, because we're seeing shifts in the rookie of the year market. But it's interesting to see a team like Houston or Cleveland who has played. Cleveland has played nobody on their schedule, and yet they're favored because they're 4-0. Might be in for a rude awakening once the competition gets real in the NBA Summer League playoffs. All right, 15 minutes from now, Drew Dintick's going to be with us. We'll talk about the shift in the rookie of the year market for the NBA and some news, I guess, on one Damian Lillard. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make sure you download BetMGM. It's time, man. The king of sports books unleashed the spirit of Las Vegas. And you can check it all out and everything they have to offer right now. Visit BetMGM.com. Download the BetMGM app today. Back here on a numbers game, I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander. We have a good show. Good show, I think. Drew Dinsick's going to be with us in 15 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on everything rookie of the year and banana opening. Um, I think we got we to gotta hit him with that. Drew, Drew seems like a healthy guy. Oh, Maybe yes. I just confused good looks with health. Maybe he's actually terrible behind the scenes. I don't know. <laughs> That's actually a good point. You know what I mean? <laughs> there, there, are, there are skinny, fat people, I call them, 
where right, like right. Uh, like they look like they're really skinny, but like their health is just deteriorating and they can't walk upstairs because they don't really do any cardio. It's just naturally their metabolism works really well. So. Now, Drew's always in nature. We all, we often have him. Uh, Drew, it's always my favorite guest hits when it's Drew in nature, where he's randomly like on his boat or like right. in the like Sierra Nevada mountains or something like that. You know, like. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, well, I bet you he has a banana take. I yeah. bet you he does. I'm pretty sure he does. I mean, Actually, the banana take is probably going to be, if I know, if I have assumed about him well enough, uh, it would be that, actually, you know, you're supposed to eat bananas when they're a little green because that's when they're healthier <laughs> and the sugar is lowest. So I, li- I, I like mine a little green. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Matt Brown thought I was psychotic when I said I mean, they once. taste terrible. They're better for you like that, but they taste terrible. No, I don't want my green. Like, they, like they can't be... Like, no, like you like hard no, you green. like solid yellow with some green on the exactly. end. Like, I would cr- rather have a little green than it be like heavy darker brown. Right, because then they're like you know a little bit tougher. They're a little firmer. Yeah, I don't like the so, mushy. I don't like a mushy banana. It's got to have a you know a nice. I like mine yellow with like one or two black spots on it. Okay, like yeah. that's that's what I like to roll with. That's all I do. That's why I'm throwing out bananas all the time because they, they get too brown for me. I'm sure Damian Lillard eats a lot of bananas because he's an athlete. Uh, I think that's the way that works. Actually, I don't know. I think there was actually a war against bananas when it came to health recently in athletes. I don't know. I, I read a lot. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I was also reading. So I, I, I like how – so actually, this ties into something we just saw recently. Did you see Dan Patrick the other day criticize ESPN? We didn't actually talk about this at all because I didn't think it was news, and I got to talk to Jovan Buha about this. So Jovan, two or three days ago, wrote an article – And he had a little line in there that was essentially like, hey, you know, the Lakers still kind of don't know what's going to happen with LeBron. Like they're moving forward like they think he's going to be there. And it's like 95% sure, but there's still that 5%. And then we get the ESPYs announcement that LeBron isn't going anywhere. I was sitting back and going, that's not news. He's not on July after all these offseason moves. He's going to be like, by the way, guys, I'm out of (laughs) here. Like, you know, the Magic Johnson, I'm not going to be here. Like, no, of course not. He's going to be there. So, there was like this announcement and it was like, like LeBron, he's coming back. Like, of course he was. It's not news. And I, I had the same reaction when I saw this report yesterday, there was a report around Damian Lillard. It was like, Hey, the heat have offered a package around Tyler hero and three first round picks. And I read it like six times. And I was like, did I miss something? Wasn't that always the offer? Wasn't this always the package? Now we don't know what the salary filler is going to be. Cause I think you need a little bit more to match mm-hmm. salary. But wasn't that always going to be what Miami offered? I don't understand why that was news, but it was going around yesterday. The quote from a report, and this is a report from somebody out in Portland on a podcast that said, hey, you know, the deal is getting closer, whatever that means. You know, I don't think the package has changed. So whether or not Joe Cronin and the Trailblazers feel like they need to get it done, whatever, like the offer's the offer. It's there. Take it or don't. Don't know why anything would change in terms of it getting closer, but that was the news yesterday. Now, we haven't really seen a, a big adjustment. We're still sitting at minus 270, plus 475 in terms of, again, the next team for the, the, the next regular season that have played. Oh, they didn't change at all. Right. They so I, like I just. Nothing. Right. Nothing so changed. it does corroborate my thought of, like, why was this news yesterday? I, I saw every Bleacher Report tweeted. Everybody I was like, that's not. It's just like LeBron announcing he's coming back. Yeah. We all knew. And we all knew what the package was. Uh, and I think there's also, I, 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 I get it. This is a, I get why this is a big off story storyline. And there's probably a lot of shows beyond even just us talking about it. Because it is Damian Lillard. It will be a massive move. I think, JVT, correct me if I'm wrong. but Or if you think I'm wrong. But like You're where wrong. we stand with this is 
the Miami Heat have the best deal on the table. They've had the best deal on the table. It doesn't mean it's the deal Portland is ideally looking for, and they are waiting out every second hoping to get more out of Miami mm-hmm. or get another team involved. And I think that's where we're at. I think that's where we're at where we're going to be at for a while until probably I think it still gets done. I don't know at what point, but I think it does end up he ends up going to Miami and there's going to be some people asking, did Portland get enough out of this? Yeah. And I think what you're really waiting for, if anything's going to change it, the third team goes, okay, we'll take Tyler Hero. Yeah, and then we'll yep. you know we'll give up the assets there, and you can flip whatever. Like that's which that's there's also changing. been reports of that, right? That Portland's not even really interested in Tyler here. Correct. That, well, that, can, that's what we heard, um, you know, two months ago. I mean, why. look, it's the same thing with tires. It's a redundant piece. You have a guard. You have a you have a scoring guard that's bad at defense already. Yep. It's Anthony Simons. Yep. You know, so you're going to have essentially the same guy on a very similar contract with one another. Like that's it. So I. I uh, that is why we're, we're hung up here. I get that the Miami people are like, it's, it's a good piece. Like, it's not, especially when you look at the way the roster is constructed. So thought that was at least worth updating. It, it was very much news yesterday. But as the odds would tell us, it didn't really move the needle because nothing really changed. So maybe mm-hmm. we're closer, whatever it is, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. I guess I am somewhat surprised, markets like this, Kelly, that move on every bit of information that we at least didn't see like a, up to minus 300 again for the yeah, Miami no, Heat. No, I'm with you know you. what I mean? Just because yeah. there is, there was that lineup. It's getting close, whatever that means. And it's getting close to it being Miami. So we'll see if anything changes over the next few hours, but thought it was, worth I, it. I, I, th- I think that I, I, I mean, I'm with you. I'm surprised. Cause yes, we usually see it with any piece of news. We see movement, right. but we do have to keep in mind of just, it, we're on a like a shot clock now, right? Like this is as we're getting closer to the season. Remember this bet, the bet is where does he play his first minute? So it it is like the time matters. You know, the longer the longer this takes, well, it's going to be less and less likely that he is going to play his first minute of the season uh, on Miami. I'm trying to look because I I know that um, is there a chance that the, what we were looking at in terms of the odds because my phone is geolocated differently that we'd actually get different odds if I looked it up. No, it shouldn't. I, I mean, unless they moved in the last two hours. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to look this up. What's it under? Uh, off-season stuff? Off-season specials. Uh, yeah, minus 270, plus yeah. 475. Yep, that's it. All right. Still sitting there. Still sitting at minus 175 for Harden. So, speaking of updates, really quickly, because we're going to talk to Drew about this. Uh, I, I mentioned yesterday uh, that um, when we were talking on the show, the summer league play has led me to make at least one bet. And that was, of course, on Cam Whitmore to win Rookie of the Year. Whitmore's been absolutely brilliant throughout this entire summer league. He's been freaking awesome. And he's going to be a reason why, if the Rockets do still win this without their second-year guys, um, that they're going to grab this thing. How about last night for Cam Whitmore again? 26 points, Kelly. 11-21 shooting from the floor. 3-9 from three-point range. He grabs four rebounds, dishes an assist, and most importantly, eight steals for Cam Whitmore yesterday. Whitmore has been incredible. He's still he's so you're you know, we're looking at the odds here. Over at DraftKings, he's 20 to 1. I grabbed him in another book at 100 to 1. He's down to 50 to 1. I will say there is one more shop out there that still has that rogue 100 to 1. So you okay. can go if you search around, it's one of the we'll call it prominent online books. You can go and grab it, just look around. He's still 100 to 1 there. That's going to be gone. Like I said the other day, I thought it was a number grab. The guy's game is awesome. He fits a need for the Houston Rockets. He's going to get, I think, a lot of run for Houston. And you see it in the summer league, and this is like the positive again, right? It's not that I think he's going to hit the ground run and destroy it, but it's a good sign that in summer league play, it looks like everything's moving pretty slow for him, 
right? Like he's going to be able to go to the NBA and at least have a good mindset of how this is going to go. And he's, he looks like at the very least among his contemporaries here in Las Vegas, that he's the best player on the floor every time he plays. Yeah. I think it's uh, I, I look, I think when it, when it comes to the DraftKings odds, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but I think the, you know, you get a hundred to one, absolutely worth it. Um, I don't know if I'm betting it at the DraftKings odds we're looking at right now. No, you're Dis- not. I would despite, say explicitly, no. Twenty to one is not worth it. Despite how great he's played, like the it it's kind of like it's kind of laughable that he's moved in. He's moved shorter than Ahmed Thompson in this, who is the higher drafted rocket, right. You know, on, on this team. And frankly, it's just because uh, I mean Whitmore's been great in the summer league, and Ahmed's had to miss games because he hurt aired his ankle and he hasn't played really. Um, come the regular season, Ahmed's going to be fine. And uh, I, mean, I mean, look, maybe this could be the case. We we all thought, I mean, I had Cam Whitmore bets to go number five overall. So did you, I believe. So, look, we all thought he was going to be a guy that was top of the lottery, but the medicals and whatever shoved him back into the first round. Um, so, I, I mean, maybe he's there, but, yeah, I, I just don't know. I'm not running to bet it at 20. I think, like you're talking about, shop around, you get 100 to 1. That's pretty off market compared to some of the the other shops. I think that could be a worth a bet. I'm just not interested at 20. It's going to be interesting, too, because both Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore have, have what am I looking for here, veterans in front of them at their positions on the depth right. chart. Fred Van Vliet is ahead of Amen Thompson, and Dylan Brooks is ahead of Cam Whitmore. And they both just paid them both a lot of money, the Houston Rockets did. However, Whitmore's skill set is great. And if he's going to be a really good three-point shooter on top and being able to defend at a pretty high level – He's going to push Dylan Brooks for minutes, and there's going to be quite a few lineups where he's going to be pretty active, and there's some youth there. So well, either way. I think one of the higher upsides of him for that team and for that bet, JVT, is he is one of the few attack-to-rim guys that mm-hmm. this that, that team has. Oh, he can do everything. Like, there's very little of that, and he is that wing that can attack the rim like that. Well, let's get, uh, let's get uh, Drew's thoughts on that when we come back. We'll talk to him about the rookie of the year market, uh, how that's evolved, and, of course, Wimbledon, which is going on right now as we are getting near the tail end is in the first semifinal, which is underway right now. Game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season's here, and we've got our NFL betting guide. Our NFL betting guide is going to help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season. It's got in depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends. That means you're only going to get them here. I figured that out. I figured out what the word proprietary means. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19. Get your digital copy of the VSIN NFL betting guide or take advantage of our summer kickoff special. Get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $175. Sign up today at VSIN.com slash subscribe. And I always stress through the Super Bowl. That means the college football guide, which is coming. That means the NBA guide, which I did write the first word. Remember, this is a good <laughs> reference. Uh, you ever watch SpongeBob, the, the one he's got to, when he's got to write the essay, and he's like working and working and working, and then it shows his paper, and he's just written the word the and like really ornate old English. It's exactly what I've done with the NBA betting. We're already getting started. <laughs> there you go. I did right. like your reaction, though, after we got wind totals out the other day where it's just like, I might as well start writing this right. thing. That's right. It's never too early. Uh, NBA never rests. With that, let's welcome in Drew Dinsick. Uh, nice enough to give us some time. Analysts for NBC Sports, but you knew that already, at whale underscore capper. Uh, Drew, it's good to talk to you. Important conversations only, first of which is uh, we were – I assumed that you're a very healthy guy. A lot of greens, uh, a lot of proteins, uh, taking care of yourself. Two-part question. First off, uh, bananas, how do you like them? Second, how do you open them? 
<laughs> well, well, I usually eat my bananas raw. Okay. I, I don't prepare them if that was the... I just meant, like, <laughs> do you like it a little green? Do you like it a little with the black spots? Uh, no, 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 no. Get, well, give me uh, give me a, a fully ripe banana. Like, okay. The green ones is... That's a waste of everyone's time. Uh, yeah, I like the fully ripe bananas. Too ripe and, you know, I'm out. But uh, So I guess, yeah, for perfect banana for me is probably fully... Fully ripe yellow. If it's got a little couple a uh, couple of black polka dots on there, no big deal. All right, like it. And do you open it normally? Because that was the other thing. Oh. There's some psychopaths here. They open it at the bottom. That's that's. Uh, I would report them to the FBI yeah, today. See, there we go. See, Adam Candy's a psycho. That's that's the good thing to know. Smart people know these things. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what we've seen uh, summer league wise. We have to break down the games, but one of the things that really stuck out. You know, a lot of people like to react, and the rookie of the year markets are really what move coming out of summer league contests. Uh, a guy like Victor Wembanyama, who was as high as minus three dollars, down to minus one thirty. I think that's more about some of these other rookies coming up to him as opposed to Wembanyama coming back down. I also think it's somewhat foolish, even with a guy like Wembanyama, to make him an odds-on favorite this far out one of the bets that I made there was an off-market number at 101 on Cam Whitmore the guy's been awesome he had 26 and 8 steals yesterday he's looked like the best player on the floor I'll just ask you this general question if you look at anything coming out of summer league is that what you're kind of doing with some of these markets it's just I want to grab some off numbers on some guys who perform pretty well and especially when the vast majority of the markets at 20 to 1 and there's like one or two shops at 100 to 1 that's worth going and taking a flyer on at this point of the season yeah, that's not a crazy strategy. I mean, I get my my read on the Wemby drift is much more about um, availability yeah. uh, question marks um, than it is his ability to produce at the NBA level. I think uh, rightful expectation right now, if you're expecting Wemby to play 65 games, I think that's the bull case. Um, he's probably going to get the kid gloves treatment here by the Spurs because they're looking at this as a, you know, a five-year arc type of deal to ramp him up to kind of being his, you know, most productive self. And that makes sense They're You know, they don't have a team that really looks realistically like they're going to compete this year. So uh, why put, uh, you know, put miles on uh, your most important piece if it's not going to ultimately, uh, you know, reach, you know, if it's not going to ultimately get you where you want as a franchise. So I think that's mostly what you're seeing with that drift, even more so than the other players looking good. Cause what I've seen in summer league is a lot of guys who are going to get, have some highs and some lows this year. Yeah. Um, this class has lots of work to do to, uh, to really make meaningful impact at uh, at the um, uh, NBA level, I, I don't see a Paolo in this class. You know, sure. I don't see a guy that's just gonna uh, come in and, and be able to soak up usage and put up statistics uh, right out of the gate. Um, and I get your point on taking a, a shot like 101 on Cam Whitmore. Obviously, that was a good bet. It's come in quite a lot, um, but I still look at the Rockets as a team that I don't really understand. Uh, he. <laughs> I mean, he, he's good. He may have a pretty important role for them off the bench, but they're out there signing bets on top of trying to develop young guys in a way that doesn't really gel, you know, gel perfectly. So they might be a hot mess. Yeah. Um, Henderson, I get coming into because he's going to like you know, once Dame's out of the way, his usage is obviously right there. Um, but if I'm only allowed to have one bet in this market right now, I'll take uh, some Brandon Miller at 12 to one, just because I think, if you if you're gonna pick one guy out of this group who's going to get usage and is going to have a consistent impact on the score sheet, it's probably Brandon Miller just because of his role in that offense and just you know their desperate need for that type of player, uh, you know plug and play type of deal. 
Um, you're not going to necessarily see on the stat sheet some of the defensive issues with him in that system, but he's going to show up offensively to the tune of, uh, you know, people are going to pay attention to him. So I could see him flipping Scoot uh, in sort of the third favorite spot. And um, I could also see Chet Holmgren drifting. I mean, there is a lot of mouths to feed in Oklahoma City. Um, you know, he, his biggest impact for them likely going to be probably on the defensive side, yep. maybe. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's tough for me to say that, uh, you know, that Holmgren is going to be able to put up any kind of statistical, uh, anomalies that, uh, are going to warrant rookie of the year consideration. So, um, by the time we get to say Christmas break, I could see Miller being second favorite in this market. All right. Before we get to the Wimbledon matchup between the women really quickly, want to gauge your thoughts on this. Uh, let's say that it happens and that Damian Lillard is flipped to the Miami heat. Uh, part of the package is Tyler hero, probably Duncan Robinson, a match from salaries on those three second round or excuse me, those three first round picks. The Miami Heat is constructed with their three being Jimmy Butler, Damian Lillard, Bam Adebayo, and the rest of the pieces, which is not really great. Am I wrong in thinking the market's a little too high on what that team's going to be, especially in the regular season? Uh, you're not at all. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't really love the composition, honestly. Uh, I, I, you know, I, it's uh, it, it's really strange because I feel like the obvious. Um, move for Lillard was to try to force his way onto the Celtics for Jalen Brown swap. Um, that you know that improves the Celtics dramatically. It improves you know his chances of a title dramatically. Um, a lot of redundancy with sort of what end of game state looks like for the Heat with Dame Lillard on the floor and um, doesn't exactly fit with sort of the you know the overall spolstra system as far as i can tell you now maybe i'm being ridiculous because dan lillard is like he's a 99 percentile offensive piece and you put that on a team that otherwise has a bunch of grinders then uh you know now you're talking about a, a really competitive team and the east looks pretty you know looks pretty weak outside of the celtics to me um so it's it's uh, it's probably you know overthinking it to say that uh, the, the Lillard heat experience could result in a, um, you know, a, a, a lesser outcome than last year's, uh, you know, finals appearance, but uh, it doesn't really, doesn't really inspire me to go run at the heat. That's for sure. All right, let's transition over to Wimbledon right now. Uh, Novak Djokovic right now, a uh, minus 2,500 favorite has uh, taken the first two sets here against center in this first semifinals. So let's go to the other Alcaraz and Medvedev Alcaraz right now, minus 235 to uh, plus 195 coming back on Medvedev. This is of course, over at DraftKings, uh, different numbers around the market. What's the breakdown here? Is there anything to play either on the match overall or anything in in terms of game spread, total games, anything like that? Yeah, current number is fair here, so there's not really any reason to run and bet this. Um, I lean Alcaraz, and I'm going to look for live opportunities to get involved if Medvedev takes the first set through either just Alcaraz being tight or maybe they get to a tiebreak and uh, Medvedev hits a couple of the high leverage points. Um, if you can get an entry point on Alcaraz in this one, anywhere around to pick him, uh, if he's down zero one, uh, or if it's in, you know, it's in a tiebreak and it looks like he's going to lose, like I'll definitely scoop some uh, live Alcaraz because I think he's the better player. I think he's got the legs to outlast Medvedev, and I think Medvedev's tactical approach to this particular surface in this tournament has been pretty lackluster. Um, don't love how far he's standing back. Don't love his, uh, his susceptibility to getting dropped, uh, and you know, in terms of the the, the the, just the absolute superlative drop shot that Alcaraz deploys so effectively in terms of surprise. Um, I may be overthinking it because Medvedev is a very smart player and he's probably, obviously, he's looked at the tape. He knows what to expect. He's going to have some read. Um, but uh, so far, at least, this looks like, uh, you know, a pretty clear advantage Alcaraz to me. 
Uh, my fair price in terms of games, I think four and a half is right. Um, if you can get minus four and a half games in the plus money range, I think that's a decent bet still. Um, but the way I see this breaking is probably uh, Outcross 3-1 or Outcross 3-0. Uh, and that'll set up, uh, you know, Wimbledon will finally start on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for Wimbledon to start. And it's almost here. Uh, now, if Medvedev wins, it never starts. You know, we got to wait another year. But um, yeah, this has been, uh, uh, you know, a, a, just a waiting game here for the men's tournament to get in under, you know, into, uh, into the, you know, the business end of this tournament. So we can see Djokovic truly challenged. And, uh, I think that's going to happen Sunday one way or the other, but certainly if it's out, Chris, uh, about 45 seconds, anything of Andrasova and on Jabor, is Jabor a two ten favorite? I'm, I'm, I'm completely staying out of this one because I am a hard, hardcore Ans Jabor fan, and uh, I just want to kick my feet up and enjoy this. Um, I think she's going to win. I think her fair price is minus 250. Uh, market right now sitting around minus 220. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I think there's a small, small edge to Ans, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for her and her run in this tournament. And even if she ultimately doesn't win, it's not going to change my uh, my ultimate uh, feelings about these last two years. Wimbledon has been all about ons and uh you know these last two victories in particular were so so meaningful and awesome so really congratulations to her on this run drew always good to talk to you man thanks a lot hope you're doing well yeah best luck guys enjoy at whale underscore capper up on twitter we'll take our break we'll come back plenty left to get to we've left a lot of them the cutting room floor we got to keep on going here on a numbers game At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Yo, BetMGM customers, if you got a friend who loves sports as much as you do, you and him and her. 
can earn a $50 bonus bet when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account, click on the Refer a Friend program, and send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up, makes a deposit, boom, you both get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Awards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. I want to ask you a question, Kelly, because we were talking about this just now. Mm-hmm. I was talking about that was a very sassy. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a zesty one. Um, so we were talking about mailboxes because I had to go to the post office yesterday. I got to go back today. When was the last time you saw a traditional mailbox, like with the little red flag that comes up and everything? I used to have one in front of the uh, house when I was growing up, but I have not seen one in a very long time. Because nowadays, when they build new communities, it's usually like the mailboxes, like at the end of the cul-de-sac, it makes it easier for the mail person. Yeah. No, I don't know. I feel like I was just in a neighborhood where I saw those. Sure? I think so. Oh. No, I'm not sure. I like that you question me. No, no I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Say, I'm not sure, but I feel like semi-recent. I get your point, though. They are uh, they're disappearing. We, we were just having a conversation. I didn't realize that one, Sean let me know that once one of those gets broken into. Oh, dude. They change all the locks. Yep. And everything has to get reset. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe yeah. not the best idea. Yeah, not the, my community has been, uh, the, the community that I live in, it's been a nightmare. It's been a nightmare. All the mailboxes got broken into. Um, uh, yeah. I don't there's another, there's another I don't story I'll tell though, off the air. There's, there's that, though. It's like you break into mailboxes, but then, like, Amazon just leaves stuff in front of everybody's place. Like, it's like. So I have an interesting story about like, this. Like, I totally understand the people. Whenever I hear about the, these crimes, I'm like, yeah. Like, like somebody just went around grabbing everybody's packages. Of course. Yes. We just leave them out in front. Yep. And everybody orders a billion things off Amazon these days. So that also reminds me of two things. First off, the the great the, the great video. I don't know if you saw of this lady, like the poor. What do they call them? Porch pirates. Yeah, they, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So this porch pirate who like runs up to take somebody's Amazon package, and as she's walking off with it, very out of shape woman. Uh, not like I'm like the picture of health, but I can at least coordinate. <laughs> like I can move. I can like I can coordinate. I lift weights. Hey, you want to give a, while. a great one block right. chase yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, but she she steps off. And breaks her ankle while she's oh, trying no. to, like, you hear her ankle snap as she walks off. The, and she's like, ah, ah, like, it's it's hilarious. It's karma immediately. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but we were just talking about mailboxes because I have to visit the post office for a second consecutive day today. And it is. Uh, I feel so bad for you. Man, it's a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Worse than the DMV. You don't have to go often. But when you do, I'm trying to think how much money it would take for you, for you that I would need you to offer me for me to take your place today doing that. Like, we're talking. Four hundred plus dollars. I don't even know if I'd do it for really just standing that in line. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate lines so much. I do too, and especially when it's just like clearly the people who are in control of the line, i.e., the post office mm-hmm. workers, are like taking their sweet time. Like it's just I can't. I, I, I'm not gonna talk. About it. And then there's like a. I like kids. I've got two of them. All right. I understand them. But like there was one kid that was like like screaming and yelling and like like running like between the line, oh, yeah, and he like yeah. stepped on my feet like three times. Like these are Jordans, kid. Uh, you know what? what at, you least, at least kids have always been kids. My my problem right now with society, real quick, is society. The, society. It's everybody walking around having full conversations on speakerphone or listening to a full music video in public with everybody. Where I'm like, like children have always been children. I don't know why I, why adults can't respect anybody out in public anymore. So this is so this is gonna sound so old. I don't. How, how can you look up? How old is Brandon Ingram? 
for the New Orleans Pelicans. 25, I think. So uh, this is uh, this is obviously like, is it Gen 25. Z? Is it Gen Z then he would fall into? I think it's like a Gen yes. Z type thing. So I don't know if you saw this picture. So Brandon Ingram was out of the summer league yesterday watching the Pelicans play, and he poses for a picture for the Pelicans social media site, uh, social media team, I should say, you know, Twitter and all that kind of stuff. But he's holding up his phone in the picture like this, right? Yeah. And on the screen, he's on FaceTime with Jose Alvarado. And so, like, <laughs> so you see Jose Alvarado <laughs> posing for the picture, too. But it made me think of you. And I, my, my other thought was, like, I, I, because he was in Cox Pavilion. I was like, I was, I've sat in there for those games. How do you hear right, what Jose right. Alvarado is saying yes. on FaceTime right now? Yes. Because you know what you're doing is going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then doing this, <laughs> which defeats the purpose of FaceTime. And we're not discussing it. I'm glad you just did the, that example because we're not discussing an AirPod situation. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you're hearing full volume out of the phone. Correct. Oh, it's terrible. By the way, NBA news uh, around the draft, the Timberwolves did discuss trading Carl Anthony Towns. That just came down. So means nothing. They did it around draft time, but I feel like we've kind of been hearing that for the past like six months to a year, and we're going to keep hearing that. They are an interesting team. You could make the argument their win total somewhat low if they're going to have better health. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it does seem that the like put it this way: this is the last year for this experiment. I would say, yeah, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, and at some point you're probably going to look around and go, if there's an expendable piece here to ship off, it's Cat. It's Carl Anthony And it's Towns. not even close. Right, because yeah. you you can formulate a team in which Anthony Edwards is your main star, Rudy Gobert is your defensive backstop, and then you fill in the rest of the pieces with whatever you're going to do. Carl Anthony Towns has a lot of value and would be the piece that doesn't really necessarily fit as well that you could ship off for some assets. And that's also what, too, like a lot of people killed the Minnesota Timberwolves for the trade for Rudy Gobert. But at the same time, yeah, it, the reason – well, but here's the thing, and I can understand it, but also <laughs> – there's a reason why you do it too, because in theory, and this was talked about by NBA media heads when the trade got made and we're, we're approaching that theoretically, if it doesn't work, well, then you flip Carl Anthony towns to recoup a good chunk of what you traded for Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that's going to be the case, but th- that just came down probably about uh, 20, 30 minutes ago. So at least across my timeline. So speaking of experiments, um, the Jalen hurts experiment worked really well for the Philadelphia Eagles. The development was great. Uh, you know, they, you, you can call it like the, I think the guys at PFF make the reference, the, the Madden linear path of progression. You know, in Madden, when you're building teams, generally everybody improves year to year. And, you know, it's great to build those guys up or draft guys because every year your overall is going to get <laughs> no, better. PFF did something. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Makes sense. <laughs> right. And I, that's why I love team building in Madden. It was great. Brady Quinn, you're lucky. I led you to a Super Bowl a couple of years <laughs> back. Um, it, Matt Castle was terrible. Uh, anyway. NFC East odds, Philadelphia Eagles. That was kind of a segue. Uh, the odds on favor to, to win this division at minus 125. Cowboys at plus 190. Giants at plus 850. And the Commanders are at 12 to 1. We bring up the NFC East because th- this has been a fascinating summer of like contract minutia and like, you know, labor strife and struggle and talks about position groups. Obviously, the running backs have been front and center. Uh, we know that Tony Pollard had the franchise tag extended him and he signs it. Uh, we know that, uh, J- excuse me, uh, Josh Jacobs will reportedly, if he doesn't get the deal that he wants by Monday, again, for us out here on the West Coast, 1 p.m. is the deadline to sign the franchise tag. If he doesn't get the deal, he's not going to do it. And we do get news from Saquon Barkley that the Giants have made somewhat of an offer to Saquon Barkley, and Saquon Barkley essentially responded with, 
Right, right. <laughs> that was, I think that's exactly, I think that was the quote. <laughs> uh, $19.5 million guaranteed offer, not enough for Saquon Barkley. Uh, that was part of what it was. The best offer for the Giants as far as guaranteed money, $19.5 million, according to Ryan Dunleavy, who works over at the New York Post. That's not what Saquon Barkley wants. And remember, the franchise tag for Barkley is going to pay him $10.1 million. So if the Giants opt to put the franchise tag on Barkley again, it's going to be 12.1. He wants more. Two-year value of $12.2 million can be seen as a starting point for any guaranteed money Barkley wants before he signs a new deal. And thus far, the Giants are not at that figure. So they've offered about $13 million a year, but the guarantees are not where Barkley wants to be. So that's where we're at with Saquon Barkley. And I think there's fascinating conversations about like just the labor thing overall mm-hmm. and running backs trying to do what they're going to do. The other quiet story is Jonathan Taylor for the Indianapolis Colts who's in the last year of his deal and really should get some more money. But when it comes to all of these guys, right, I would make the case that, hey, Josh Jacobs, I think you've got a little bit more pressure on you, just a little bit, in terms of signing that because theoretically that offensive system that Josh McDaniels has in years past with the Patriots has unlocked a lot of running backs, right? The, the yep. fantasy position and, and draft props, excuse me, uh, player props for running backs in the Patriots offense have been a nightmare because you can't figure it out. There's a universe in which, even though that running back field is not really good, that Josh Jacobs' uh, leverage disappears because somebody starts to perform very well. I, I was going to say, I also think because of the Raiders and where they're at, and, and look, yeah. Josh Jacobs, you're not comparable right now to me to Saquon Barkley. Sorry, I, I still feel that way. Like, it's the I, – I think he's a different story. Sign that tag and, 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 you know, let's get this thing going. Well, and that's – so we can expand on this because we're running out of time here. Yeah. We can talk about it more at the top of the next hour. But with Saquon Barkley – I think Barkley's in a little bit more of a unique position because you go back to last year, that offense was a two-headed monster. The big head, though, was Saquon Barkley. The other was your quarterback who struggles to throw down the field and was your second-leading rusher in Daniel Jones. And there's a universe in which the Giants start this season and Saquon Barkley, because it sounds like it, he's like, "Mm, nah, I'm not going to be ready for the regular season then. And they're looking around and going, bro, we got to give him his money because our offense, we squeezed everything we could out of this thing last year, and he was the straw that stirred that drink, and if he's not going to be out there, and it's going to expose Daniel Jones in a very big way, and the Giants could be sitting back and going, wow, like we really need to get this thing done and give him the money that he wants because he's the reason why this offense is going to be adequate. To to your point, too, I I was reading a story yesterday. I can't remember exactly what site it was on, but it was talking with a couple of anonymous uh, uh, NFL front office people, and they were saying – when it comes to game prep, game strategy for the New York Giants, it starts with Saquon Barkley, and it is so far before they get to even talking about Daniel Jones. Yep. Well, let's start. Let's expand on this with the NFC East because last year, Giants, the team I was really high on, really liked what they had to offer. This year, though, think that ship has sailed in terms of value. We'll discuss when we come back here on a numbers game. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 